This is the After Party, live with Kim McAllister and John Daly. Thursday. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Wow. Good afternoon. Boy, am I? What time zone time? are you in? Ooh, I don't know. I'm I'm off with Kim Kim time over here. How are you doing? You haven't, you haven't taken a break. No. I'll give you a moment while. to settle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as we settle, we want to thank uh, West T for a ten dollars super thanks. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you for that. That's morning. so nice. Appreciate You're so it. nice. Thank you very much. Really kind. Thank you so much. Yeah, you got your, uh, is that a Coca-Cola shirt on? What are you wearing? Yep. Okay. That's perfect for Thursday trivia coming up because our theme is corporate slogans today. Oh, cor- oh, like uh, advertisers. I was going to say corporate slogans. Or are we going yeah. into a, a business meeting? <laughs> no, a PowerPoint slogans. presentation? <laughs> like, um, uh, is it I'm loving it? Right. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Loving it. Yeah, that's McDonald's. So the, this is the kind of thing that we'll be doing uh, later on. Um, but you know what? And I talked about this the other day with Nikki a little bit. But did you hear that this new law kind of being proposed in California by state Senator Scott Weiner could mean that your car will only go 10 miles over the speed limit and that's it. Yeah. New cars. Yeah. Because they'll right. put this thing in your car. Yeah. It's called a, a governor, right? Yeah. A speed governor. And if the speed limit is 25, you'll only be able to go what? 35. If the speed is, they'll put a little Gavin Newsom in your, in your, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they'll put a little Scott Weiner in your engine is what they'll do. Yeah. Any new car or truck made or sold in the state in 2027 or later would have speed governor technology, making it physically impossible for vehicles to go 10 miles uh, over posted speed limits. The only thing I could see being a problem here is what if you were being chased chased by somebody wanted to harm you or you were trying to get to the hospital um, in an emergency? Right. Especially zombies. Like if the zombies were chasing you and you can only go right and you zombie thanks, apocalypse. Hello. Thanks State Senator Scott Wiener for that death. Yeah. He said, I don't think this is an overreach. I don't think most people will view it as an overreach. We have speed limits. I think most people support speed limits because people know speed kills. Yeah. You think it's an overreach? It's like borderline. Like obviously we have a problem. A lot of people are killed. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, can you imagine if you had a situation where you were trying to get to the hospital and you like got there a minute too late? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, why don't we just have greater enforcement? Why don't we have speed cameras and make it legal everywhere? Yeah, I don't um, know. The bill that he introduced you in the chat is expected to go to a committee and sometime in the spring. So it'll be a while until we know if the it's going to move forward. Right. I I think it's an overreach. It's another way. I mean, they government already controls us by saying, here's the speed limit. We'll write you a ticket if we see you doing it. I don't yeah. know. I mean, could it save lives? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I just feel like it's taking away another. I don't Kim know. Doesn't care about those lives. Is it's that what you're taking saying? something away. It's just like another reason, you know, another thing that is now out of our what, a right to kill people. Kim, we don't care about these people. <laughs> you know what, John Daly? I feel the need for speed. Okay. I ask you questions. A similar bill was vetoed by uh, Newsom in 2019 in order to give Caltrans a chance to do the work on its own. 
oh, that was a great idea. But five years later, Wiener says uh, he still hasn't seen much progress. Well, that's because it's Caltrans. My dad used to work for Caltrans. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. No. We have a flight of penguins on the show today. Penguins. Penguins. Can you say it? Penguins. penguins. Yeah. Let's talk about this penguin that managed to cause a bunch of people a, a bunch of minutes, huh? Oh, I like He's this. So cute. Look at him. Yeah. Uh, and this is my story, so I'll do it. Mm. Um, <laughs> thank you for the setup. This flight was delayed by a penguin. Penguin on the runway at a New Zealand airport. Look at this guy. Yeah. Or, or girl. Lady. Lady penguin, maybe. Uh, a plane was delayed at New Zealand's Wellington International due to a well-dressed hazard on the runway, a penguin. The airport said on social media that it was an unusual little visitor and wandered onto the tarmac, leading airport staff scrambling to get the flightless bird to safety. Flightless bird, ironic. An airport spokesman uh, or spokesperson said an Air Chatham's flight... Uh, had been preparing to take off when the blue penguin or corora wandered out onto the runway the pilot and passengers patiently waited huh. say that five times fast the pilot and passengers patiently waited while wellington airport staff raced out and collected the visitor our runway sensors were reading 50 degrees at the time that's 122 fahrenheit wow so it's no wonder they weren't particular ha particularly happy um it was really that hot and wow i guess it's summer there yeah Jack Howarth, the airport's wildlife officer, took the penguin to the Wellington Zoo to be checked out. Zoo veterinarians said the penguin was a six-year-old fledgling. Aww. And here's a picture of him. Oh, cute. Away. He looks very Disney animated there. Yeah. More penguins. Adorable. Well, penguins, emperor penguins, have been uh, in trouble because ice is melting, right? And so now a previous previously unknown colony of emperor penguins have been spotted by satellite imagery. They were, they are considered near threatened with extinction. Um, they're the world's largest penguins, these emperor penguins. They raise their chicks in Antarctic winter on patches of frozen sea ice, but when the ice breaks up before the chicks have fledged, most of them will die. And so the thought is maybe this is the reason some of these emperor penguins are moving their colonies as melting ice from climate change threatens their breeding grounds. One penguin colony near Halley Bay moved nearly uh, 19 miles to the east, they think, because of this. Emperor penguins have been taking it upon themselves to try to find more stable sea ice. So the four newly found colonies likely existed for many years, but scientists hadn't previously spotted them. They're mostly small colonies with less than a thousand breeding pairs each. Scientists currently know of 66 emperor penguin colonies, but the new ones they've spotted doesn't really change the overall population. Currently in the world, there's less than 300,000 breeding pairs of these guys Aww. so they keep tabs it. on them because they want to know where they're moving they're sure beautiful animals wow uh with the penguin census <laughs> the penguin census of the year where are you going unfortunately though speaking of penguins Debbie they Downer. are as we Downer. all are i know bringing down the party they're full of microplastics and the galapagos galapagos penguins are filling up with microplastics and and here's the interesting part a lot of these areas where they're located are protected areas. And so even they are not immune to the accumulation of all this plastic waste. There was a study published this week in PLOS One uh, 
And researchers say microplastics can accumulate inside animals that live in the pristine Galapagos Islands, in particular, the iconic Galapagos penguin. With microplastics emerging as a prominent ocean pollutant, entering environments every day, there's a growing concern for marine fauna and coastal wildlife. Um, the team collected data from a site visit to the Galapagos in October of 2021. They took samples of seawater, uh, penguin scat, uh, and other environmental sources, and then That's they set to checking it all out, and they found microplastics in the penguins. So what a bummer. Plastic yeah. in the poop. Plastic in the penguin poop, sadly. That's mm. sad. Um, before we move on to the next story, um, Karen was responding to the um, the car speed limiting uh, story. Mm -hmm. And um, and I had said, you know, what if you need to get to the hospital emergency, blah, blah, blah. And she sure. said, well, what about um, calling 911 or something? Well, first of all, good luck in San Francisco. You'll probably be put mm -hmm. on hold. Yeah. But I'm talking about getting to the hospital with a medical emergency where, like, say, the, your wife's pregnant right. or, or some, somebody's bleeding and you need to get them to the ER right now. Sure. Yeah, so, so they, I'm say, about like... they say that the law is just, and that wouldn't um, go for pr private vehicles, but the law does not affect emergency responder vehicles. Right. But I'm saying so, you yeah. can't always respond. You can't always uh, depend yeah. on uh, what are you going to wait for an uh, ambulance to get there that, and you're yeah. already on the way to the hospital because it's an emergency. Yeah. Um, again, you get put on hold in San Francisco. Yeah. Please hold. Your murder is very important <laughs> to us. Um, this next story, uh, it's kind of cute. This is about a raccoon who was stuck upside down in a sewer grate. Oh, no. Uh, and uh, rescued. Uh, animal rescuers and firefighters in Ontario, Canada, came to the rescue of a raccoon found upside down in a sewer grate. The Guelph uh, Humane Society said officers responded to a report of a stuck raccoon and arrived to find the animal trapped upside down. The officers tried unsuccessfully to pull the raccoon free and ended up calling the fire department. Uh, fire fires were able to lift the grate so that the humane society officers could transport the animal to the shelter for care and i have video so we might have to talk over this let's okay um see if we can get this going here yeah so you can see they're digging out ah in the ice you can see the grate there and the poor guys were hanging on for dear life yeah yeah stuck in that grate um so they actually sedated her and then called the uh, fire department or i guess yeah they, they had the um people from the shelter there they were able to warm her up they uh, melted the ice off her paws oh poor thing uh, examined her for injuries uh raccoon was found to be healthy Aww. did not sustain any long-term injuries and they were able to release uh the raccoon back into the wild and you'll see that here in a moment and uh, they wanted to thank you, the f thank the fire department for helping out. Oh, be free! So it was a team effort, and uh, Ranger She's probably Rick's... like it's cold out here. Can I go Ranger... back to the shelter? Yeah, and Ranger Rick's lady <laughs> friend was able to uh, get back out there. Kinda Did cute. you see these parrots? These parrots, yes. they're foul mouth, rotten. No, they're not rotten. They just learn from people, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just want to get your goddamn bird seed, and people are in your way or up in your business. Mother <laughs> Officials at a British zoo say this group of infamously foul-mouthed parrots that were so 
foul mouth that they had to be isolated from the rest of the parrots at the zoo so they wouldn't taint them are now being moved back in with the rest of the birds in hopes of cleaning up their language. This is at the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park. They got these five African gray parrots from different owners in 2020, and the new arrivals spent their time in quarantine teaching each other profane language. And I mean, pretty profane, honestly. Do you have any examples? I, I do. Do we, can, yeah, we have the bring video? It in, bring it. <laughs> I'll parrot it back to you. Oh, there's video. There's video. It's basically F this, F that, F, F word, effer, effer. Yeah, it's uh it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. So they took the birds away because they didn't want them to teach other birds all of this. Yeah, crap. But now they have another three uh, African greys, and they're also potty mouth. And yeah, so they yeah. decided, you know what, you might as well put them all together because, you know, now we've, school. we've got eight cussing birds. <laughs> <laughs> so they say we put eight really, really offensive swearing parrots in with 92 non-swearing ones. When we came to move them, the language that came out of their carrying boxes was phenomenal, really bad, not normal swear words. They were proper <laughs> expletives. <laughs> so they say the keepers are hoping the swearing parrots will learn new sounds from the rest of the flock. They say, okay, it could go two ways. We could end up with a hundred swearing parrots on our hands. Only time will tell. He said integrating the parrots with the rest of the flock, though, is worth the risk because parrots are flock creatures and they need to be with other parrots. The bigger the flock, the happier they are. So even though birds they swear, I'm telling you, birds have a feather. <laughs> even though they swear the welfare of the birds has to come first. What they do at the zoo is they have these warning signs up uh, telling visitors about the foul language, <laughs> but actually, you know, you think people would like avoid them. No, it makes more people come see them and stand there for longer to see if they'll say anything. What you looking at? They say, we do hear a lot more customers swearing at parrots than we see parrots swearing at customers. So there is that. <laughs> I love this story. I mean, who doesn't love a swearing parrot, right? Yeah. And, and Deborah says, uh, she loves a grouchy mockingbird. Yeah, mother effers. Get out of my grouchy way. Mockingbird's good. There's bird biatch. They take video of these uh, parrots and post it. And I'm telling you, it's hilarious. It really is. We'll get demonetized if we show it. But these guys are rude. Really rude. We I mean, don't I, need any help getting demonetized. I was going to say, we can, do it, we can do it anyway, but I don't know. But thankfully, we have Cindy with $5. Love your animal videos in the Thursday. Thank you, Cindy, so much. And I love that photo. You're covering up your face. Kind of funny. Uh, and Deborah with $5. Thank, thank you, you, guys, very, very much. Thank, thank, much thanks appreciated. So much. Mockingbird, uh, thanks you, too. Yeah, Mockingbird, yeah. thanks you. Um, uh oh. Guess what's up next? the devil from mockingbird oh this is my style <laughs> the realm of satan meet the church's magicians porn stars and broomstick makers wow yeah satanists are inherently nonconformist, so it's fitting that the realm of satan a documentary that premiered <laughs> at this year's sundance film festival on january 21st upends expectations 
focusing on a collection of diverse international disciples of Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan. Director Scott Cummings' feature debut is a unique nonfiction affair that provides no background information, little context, and scant dialogue. It also boasts zero fly-on-the-wall material, instead presenting a series of carefully staged portraits of its subjects that aim to convey their lifestyles, personalities, and philosophies. Think of it as an 80-minute art installation in which Satanists are rendered and deliberately <laughs> rendered as in like, uh, <laughs> like hooves, and deliberately render themselves performative characters in a diabolical play of their own making. Whereas Satanists sometimes argue that the religion is merely one about freedom of thought and desire, and from rules of judgment, Realm of Satan contends that they're far closer to the devil worshippers uh, that that movies, books, and TV shows have made them out to be for decades. Since everything in Realm of Satan has been self-consciously orchestrated to highlight these individuals' dark and de demonic visions of themselves, there's nothing particularly scary about their appearances, attitudes, and practices, most of which come across as over-the-top affectations. Um, so, mm. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Michael Snyder will check this out. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny that there's a that that there's a documentary called The Realm of Satan. Wes says there's a bird that shows up around here sometimes. It's a medium-sized blackbird. I've seen it up close, but it barks like a dog, and it gets the dogs in the neighborhood barking. That's funny. Wow. Um, we'll go from one Satan story to the next because oh. you know what's back. I know, Back, you know, Backstreet Boys. No, sadly, uh, the Satan Club, you know, a California elementary school is welcoming the after school Satan Club. Oh, okay. E educating with Satan, they call it. Educating it's with open to kids ages five through 12 with a signed permission slip from a parent or guardian. Sign your soul over. <laughs> That's right. The request made at the parents uh, from a parent after the child was given a permission slip to attend a Christian focused after school club. Um, so the parents said, if you have to have a Chris, if there's going to be a Christian club, there should be probably a, a Satan club too, right? The after school Satan club campaign manager says, I look at us like vampires. We only go where we are invited to go. <laughs> Right. You got to get the signed permission slip. The flyer says, hey, kids, let's have fun at the after school Satan Club. John hey, Watson kids. says, it's about time Satan did something useful. Hey, come on now. <laughs> the Satanic Temple is a non-theistic religion that views Satan as a literary figure who represents a metaphorical construct of rejecting tyranny and champion the human mind and spirit, championing. Uh, After School Satan Club does not attempt to convert children to any religious ideology. Instead, the Satan Temple supports children and helps them think for themselves. After all, uh, school Satan Clubs are based on activities centered around the seven fundamental tenets and the emphasis of scientific, rationalist, non-superstitious worldviews. So that's this what they this, do. This is the movement that's doing this because they want to point out the hypocrisy, like you shouldn't have religious uh, organizations in schools, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or they, yeah. Or, and to upset people enough to say, you know what? If you don't want the Satan Club, right. then ixnay Get on the Christian Club. Religion, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I think if you're, if you're going to have any type of religion appearing on a school campus that means what you've done is you've opened the door for every religion to pop in 
the door, even the one portal, the portal to hell. I'm just imagining, even like, if you didn't want the portal, I'm imagining like a super devout woman like showing up to protest the Satan Club. <laughs> out, out, demon! Hey, kids, <laughs> <laughs> let's have fun. Yeah, at the after school after party with Satan. So yeah, Truman Benedict Elementary. They have a great time at Satan Club. Wow, very yeah. very interesting. Um, but uh, maybe just not having kids is the answer. Um, Albert Einstein and Isaac Newton could deliver university lectures using AI holograms. <laughs> An AI Stephen Hawking would look like him, sound like him, and interact like it was him. It's awe-inspiring. It's jaw-dropping. Uh, and I've been in shock at how amazing the interactions are, they say here. Albert Einstein, Stephen Hawking, Isaac Newton could soon deliver university lectures. The back from the dead boffins, our favorite word here in England, would be beamed onto the stage to entice hungover students to actually attend their tutorials. Holographic units made by LA-based tech firm Proto are already in use um, at Lowborough University and businesses such as IBM to cut down on international travel. Um, this professor says students prefer a guest speaker from industry beaming into the classroom like uh, to a TD person on the wall. But Proto says this is just the start and now plan to ramp up using holograms of famous icons from across science popular culture and business um although with the increasing costs of um you know you were talking about this on on i think on mark's show the cost of universities mm -hmm. and how expensive it is and how it's all kind of a scam really you're spending money spending money on this instead of having real people well don't we have a videos of them yeah i mean if but we i'm did, saying you're gonna yeah. go you're gonna pay this like high-tech company to build all this when you don't when yeah. you don't have enough money to pay university professors right that's my commentary Mm. <laughs> uh, Proto has the technology to project an image of Stephen Hawking or anybody, make it look like he's really here. We can hook up to books, lectures, and social media, anything he was attached to, any question, any interaction with him. Um, an AI Stephen Hawking would look like him, sound like him. Um, the Pioneer also hopes to flog mini units within the next 18 months, which would cost around uh, 800 pounds. So that's probably like a $900. Um, they would beam out a shrunken avatar of anyone in the world which he likened to Wonka Vision and Roald Dahl's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Very interesting. I, I don't know. Either. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move to this ancient chewing gum. What? Yeah. Ew. Ew, Ew. Right? But it's really, really old. And what they think is that the new scientific studies on this gum that was found 30 years ago is shedding some light on the diet of teenagers in the Stone Age. The DNA was found on lumps of tree resin. That's what they used back then for gum, I guess. Uh, suggest trout and hazelnuts were popular things to eat. Uh, and that was 10,000 years ago. The gum was found in Sweden. And it is shedding light on the diet of the teenagers and the oral health as well. The wads of gum are made from pieces of birch bark pitch, which is a tar-like black resin. And there's you can see the teeth marks in them as people were chewing them. They were found next to bones at an archaeological site in western Sweden. It's one of the oldest for human fossils. They say hunter-gatherers probably chewed this resin to be used as glue to assemble tools and weapons. It's the most likely hypoth hypothesis. They could have chewed it just because they liked it, 
or because they thought that it had some medicinal purpose. There were several, several chewing gum samples, both males and females. Most seemed to have been chewed by teenagers. There was some kind of age to it. Um, but they say that the wads of gum have helped them map a genetic profile of the people who chewed it, which is really interesting. So they can tell, yeah, one of them is a teenage girl. Uh, had bacteria indicating that she had a case of periodontis, which is a severe gum infection. They said she probably would have probably would have started to lose her teeth shortly after chewing the gum, that it must have hurt really badly. You have the imprint from the teenager's mouth who chewed it thousands of years ago. If you want to put some type of philosophical layer to it, it connects artifacts, DNA, and humans. So an interesting look at old teenager gum from 10,000 years ago. And I will say not much has changed. John Watson asks, found under ancient high schoolers' desks? Yeah. <laughs> no, found your old bones. But yeah, today. Yeah, this, is, be, uh, yeah. this is early juicy fruit that we're looking at. Yeah. It's so from, interesting uh, what survives, right? From gross to scary, mm. fears that the Pentagon was build, building killer robots in the basement sparked stricter AI rules, according to DOD officials. Um, yeah, they, um, the Department of Defense recently updated its AI rules among a lot of confusion about how it plans to use self-decision-making machines on the battlefield, according to the Deputy Assistant Defense Secretary. Michael Horitz uh, explained at an event this month that the directive does not prohibit the development of any systems, but will make clear what is and isn't allowed and uphold a commitment to responsible behavior as it develops lethal autonomous systems. While the Pentagon believes the changes could ease the public's mind, uh, minds. Some have said that they're not convinced by the efforts. Mm. News news of the update to the Pentagon's 2012 autonomy and weapons systems has sparked debate online with many people saying if the Pentagon says they're not doing it, they're doing it. Um, mm. The DOD has been aggressively pushing to modernize its arsenal uh, with autonomous drones, tanks, and other weapons that select and attack a target without human intervention. Um, these weapons carry a massive risk of unattended escalation, according to Mark Brackle, director of advocacy organization Future of Life Institute. Um, he explained that AI-powered weapons could misinterpret something like a ray of sunlight and perceive it as a threat, thus attacking foreign powers without cause. That's scary. Uh, he also says the result could be devastating because without meaningful human control, AI-powered weapons are like the Norwegian rocket incident a near nuclear Armageddon on steroids that could increase the risk of accidents in hotspots such as the Taiwan Strait. Um, the DOD has encouraged global measures to monitor AI systems by calling on other countries to endorse the political declaration on responsible military use of artificial intelligence and autonomy. That's a mouthful. Hmm. And as, no, as of November, 47 countries have endorsed the initiative. Um, the DOD says that they're laser-focused when it comes mm -hmm. to building the public's trust and confidence in this technology, and the department is committed to adhering to international humanitarian law. Yeah. Do you believe them? I don't know if I believe them. I have a hard mm. time believing them. No. Mm -mm. Mm. Uh, let's go from that to this lady. Who? Well, lady. Oh, lady. You know, you're at Disneyland and the ride. Sometimes ride can kind of hiccup. And they say, please remain seated while we, you know, look into the problem and usually like after a couple minutes the ride starts moving again it's not a yeah, big but deal. when i was in disney world i think i told a story on mark's show that um i was on the ride like the the world of energy or something mm -hmm. about the greatness of energy and it was hosted by ellen like a virtual ellen right yeah um like ai ellen no. and mm -hmm. uh this is before she was canceled and uh 
and uh, it just stopped. The power went out. Ironically, in the in the exhi exhibition of like the greatness of power, power went out, <laughs> and then we eventually we just were escorted out. Right, that's the way to do it. Wait to be escorted out. This lady didn't wait, so here she is at the Disneyland in Paris, and the ride comes to a stop. And instead of, and they're in the middle of Small World. It's a small world. Oh. Instead of waiting. It's a small world after all. Mm -hmm. On loop. Shh, I could see that getting to you. She gets out of the boat and she takes her four kids out of the boat. And people are yelling at her, knock it off. The guy over the loudspeaker comes on and says, don't do what you're doing. Please sit back in the boat. And she defies orders to get back in the small world boat. And she then traipses off and I guess, I don't know, finds an exit door. And let's hope she's met with security on the other side. But we have a video. Take well, a look he's at, yelling at her. He's yelling at her in French. So that's yeah. kind of sexy. Okay, let's check this out. We hope to be back in operation very soon. Votre attention, s'il vous plaît. Pour des raisons techniques, notre aventure est momentanément interrompue. Veuillez rester assis. Nous espérons redémarrer le plus rapidement possible. Merci de votre patience et de votre compréhension. So, he is not happy. And I think that's a lifetime ban from Disneyland right there. The minute she goes out the door, she should be met with security and escorted yeah. out of the park. She and the and kids, her you're kids out. In, in danger. Uh, Deidre's saying that's a good way yeah. to lose a limb or appendage. And God knows right. what like electronics are, you know, right. involved there. And there's water. I'm, and there's all kinds of things that, like switch the, the boats onto different tracks. Yeah. yeah there's tracks. And... I, you don't do that. And so, and they're telling her. You heard the man yelling, like, don't do what you're doing. And she's like, basically, screw you. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So the four kids, she takes off her shoes to get into the water, helps the four kids get off the ride, um, and basically ignores all the warnings and just goes. The people that were in the other boat said it was kind of a shocking scene. They didn't quite know how to handle it or what to do. So I don't know. The last guy that got off the boat in the small world was kind of nutso and took his clothes off. Yeah. Right. He was running around, running around in there. Janet says she uh, had enough time to yeah. take off her shoes and socks. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> Sandy asking, why didn't security come and stop her? I think he warned in, uh, I think it happened too fast for, mm -hmm. uh, for them to, to respond, obviously. Um, because he was saying like, if you don't sit down or, um, calling security. Yeah. You know, and if it's anything like 911 in San Francisco, they'll be with you shortly. <laughs> I mean, it is France. They're probably, you know, on a smoke break they're or, gone. or striking they're, they're, or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to think that security met them wherever they walked out of a small world ride. There can't yeah. be that many exits, right? Oh, yeah. They're probably toast. Yeah. Wes saying on tomorrow's small world Paris ride, bloody bodies dancing on sticks. Oh, God. <laughs> in, the, in the 
French section, the French guillotine section. Security at Disneyland is pretty Mickey Mouse. That's funny, but actually security at Disneyland is very serious. They take it very seriously. There's cameras everywhere. Don't mess with me. Oh, mm, Yeah, don't <laughs> mess with the mouse. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I mm -mm. want your money. Okay. Uh, let's move on to this energy story drink Speaking because I'm spending money. I guess it's bad for me. Not only the day I drink it, but ongoing. Yeah, but we know this, right? Just yeah. one energy drink a month is enough to mess up your sleep, uh, according to scientists. Um, regu uh, regularly knocking back cans of drinks like Red Bull or Monster boosts boosts your chance of insomnia, according to Norwegian research. Um, young people aged 18 to 35 who had drinks every night slept around half an hour less than those drinking them occasionally, not at all. The high caffeine content damages sleep quality, even if you just have them on occasion. According to the lead author, even small amounts of energy drinks were associated with poor sleep outcomes. Most of the associations between energy drink and sleep were similar to male and female students, but with few notable exceptions. For bedtime and bed rise, we observed a significantly stronger effect for men compared to women. Um, some one in three Brits suffer with insomnia, which makes sleeping difficult, while nearly three quarters miss out on the recommended seven to nine hours of sleep every night. Too little sleep has been linked to a, a, a host of serious health conditions, including heart disease, Alzheimer's, anxiety, and depression. Um, energy drinks contain an average caffeine count of 150 milligrams per liter, as well as sugar. And we know that the uh, maximum is supposed to be 400 a day, right? Yeah. Um, researchers last week called for a ban on sales to young people because the links of due to the links of um, to anxiety, stress, and suicidal thoughts. Oh God. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Are we making a big too big a deal out of these energy drinks? No, I don't think so. I mean, when you're mm. dealing with kids, I mean, if you're an adult and you want to be stupid, you know, people drink vodka Red Bull, which mm. I'm I'm guilty of having had in the past when I was younger. But um, if you think about it, it's stimulant and depressant. Mm -hmm. and especially if you have a heart condition heart murmur or like you know a congenital defect like that's really stupid i know somebody who's overweight my friend's brother's overweight and he drinks these even though he has a heart condition and mm -hmm. it's just like come on like it's like it's like all drug use it's like unless you unless you want to stop i guess you're not going to stop i I go back and forth on this. I forbid it in my house for kids because Julia was drinking that the yerba mates. You know right. what those are? That's like a tea based one, right? It is, but it's they call, it is an energy drink and it has a lot of caffeine in it. Right. And the argument was being made: well, it's as much as a cup of coffee. I don't know. I just feel like I don't want them to start liking energy drinks or drinking energy drinks or thinking that's healthy for them so yeah. i'm just gonna say no i say no mm -mm. yeah it says yerba mate is about 80 milligrams so yeah did we i think coffee is usually around 90 so it might be a little less yeah so if i let her have a, a starbucks coffee then why wouldn't yeah, i let her have a yerba mate cup of coffee is 95 so right yerba mate is 80 it's also nasty they don't taste very good she likes them but i said no no, thank you. Uh, no, no, no. So people that had those Amazon Ring doorbells and video cameras on their houses were able to share the video right with the police. So if something happened at your house, maybe somebody was trying to break in or mm -hmm. you caught some type of crime on the street in front of your house, whatever. But Amazon is now closing down the video sharing program that allowed people to share that footage with police. Um, 
they are calling this a, a victory for civil liberties. Authorities seeking ring surveillance videos now have to submit a formal legal request to the company rather than trying to get the footage directly from users through the app. So they say public safety agencies like fire and police departments can still use the neighbor's app to share helpful safety tips, updates, and community events. But on January 31st, law enforcement will no longer be able to make new posts asking users to submit footage through, uh, though Ring users may continue to respond to existing police requests on the app until uh, the end of February, 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 February. Ring's decision to wind down the video sharing program known as Request for Assistance has nationwide implications because hundreds of law enforcement agencies have partnerships with Ring. Yeah. Um, so this is the, a win for the criminals. Or for civil liberties, I guess. I don't know. You got to. Well, you, you have to request the video make, from the neighbors. Make so a it's request. Their, it's their mm -hmm. video. Aren't they, free, right. aren't they free to share their video? No, they're not. Why? Mm -mm. It's a public street. Rings shutting down the red carpet surveillance portal Portal they offered to police is, they call it a victory for the coalition of racial justice and human rights advocates that have been calling to end these partnerships for years. The move only scratches the surface of addressing the harm done by Rings business model. anything to do with bottle. race? Video just shows who's on the video. It doesn't have mm. anything to do with race. Ring users should also know that when police knock on their door, they have the right to and should request that police get a warrant before they hand over any footage. But so, if you were to film with your phone video at your house, you could just turn it over to the cops. So I don't see the difference. I mean, the company's making the decision, but you have the right yeah. to share a video with the. They're, they're not taking it would be one thing if the police just had access to them 24 seven. But right. they're asking the owner of the video, can we use that video? And they're handing it over. So I don't I. I don't see that as uh, critics say rings way. doorbell cameras have contributed to racial profiling and invasions of privacy. And the Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts, uh, who questioned ring about its practices, said authorities use of the ring footage creates a crisis of accountability. So they want you have to have to be able to have to ask for it. The police should what ask if the person for it. in the video did nothing wrong. Well, I mean, you could only yeah. use the video if they were, I mean, in the in the like in the process of committing crime or you're just trying to identify a suspect right running away know. right yeah I so know. i feel like if you take away different. all the tools like especially with all the crime downtown san francisco if they didn't mm -hmm. have those cameras like how are they supposed to how are they supposed well, to i don't the think crimes? they're they're not taking away the tool they're just putting they're just putting an extra hoop for police officers to right, jump making it more difficult so they're slow it down so you, like, you just have if, to ask for it as if that's the, all as if the criminal backlog isn't you know, yeah enough uh, I could just see the police officer in the uh, in the precinct. Sarge, they did it to me again. They're making it harder for me to do my job. Yeah, well. I just I think we asked them to be like the garbage men and women of society. And it's like really hard to do that job. So I have some yeah. uh, empathy for them and trying to get things done. Because um, then people turn around and complain, complain about the crime. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, you know what is a crime? We've waited too long to take a break. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt yeah. you because that would have I'm been sorry. rude. That would have been rude. rude. Um, so we'll take a break now and we'll come back and then we'll uh, we'll do some more. Woo! Yeah, on the After Party. Live? Live. Live. The After Party Live is underwritten by our audience and without you, this show wouldn't be possible. If you can contribute 10, 15, or $20 a month, it would keep this party a rockin'. 
The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Any dollar amount is appreciated and it all adds up. On behalf of Kim and myself, thank you for your consideration. Aloha, bitches. It's the After Party Live. Huge thanks to our ongoing contributor, Janet R. Thank you so much. Pamela K. Thank you so much. And Chandra C. Thank you so much. So, so much. Very appreciated. Yeah, uh, yeah. Big contributions, and we appreciate it. We also want to thank Cindy for $5. Cindy! And Deborah for $5. Deborah, thank you guys so much. Yes. Much appreciated. We are a small budget operation, so every contribution, 50-50, uh, Kim and myself. Yeah. She has kids. I have a needy cat. <laughs> Actually, it's so funny. I go to Target and it'll be like 200 something dollars and 180 of it will be cat food. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So do you want to do entertainment news or do you want to get jump right into Thursday trivia? I think we have to get into trivia. Let's do it. We have to get into trivia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are we ready for it? Let's uh, do it. What is the category again? The category is corporate slogans. Right. So and not um, logos, but the slogans that a company uses. Now, do you want to do uh, some um, easy ones to get people acquainted? Did we have a list of like examples? Yeah, let's do their great uh, Frosted Flakes. Mm, Kellogg's Frosties. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, how about this one? The best a man can get. Gillette. Gillette. That's right. So that's kind of the along the flavor right. of these. Some of them so, will be easy. Some of them will be like. I know that, but I just yeah. can't figure so it out. So this is a capitalism yeah. test. Have you yeah. been taking notes? <laughs> exactly. Have you been paying attention uh, to your <laughs> capitalist life? Okay. Uh, can I start? Let's do it. Okay. Betcha can't eat just one. Oh. Betcha Pring can't eat. No. Mm. And that's why I did this one, because I was like, I'm going to trick somebody. And I tricked Kim. Yeah. Betcha, betcha can't eat just one. Hmm. And we have a winner. Doritos? It looks like it's Sandy. Lays. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I was actually confused too because I thought it was. Uh, but I think uh, one. I think Pringles is once you pop, you can't stop. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Power your dreams. Attention. What's that? Power your dreams. Power your dreams. Sounds like an athletic brand. Power your dreams. Uh, Puma. Mm -mm. Anybody? Anybody? Mm, no no clue, says Gordon. Is, wow. it, is it an athletic company? No. Oh. Power your dreams. Is it like technology? No, it is not Trojan, John Watson. <laughs> Good <laughs> guess, Beth, but that's not right. All right, I'll give you guys the answer. It is Xbox. Oh, I'm not a video game person. So. Oh, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Um, when it rains, it pours. People are either going to get this quickly or not at all. Is it Calgon? What? Calgon? Take me no. away? No? no. Uh, Deidre's got it. What is it? Right, Morton Salt. Sorry. I, uh, you know, I Deidre, can almost Deidre see that umbrella in my head so that's good good that you yeah. got that and you know why why that's the slogan it was the first salt where they added um, an anti-caking agent so that moisture didn't make it clump oh right so when it rains if there's mm -hmm. water it still pours 
it, get okay. it, it pours yeah, yeah, out of yeah. the container. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, it was one of the first like blockbuster ad campaign slogans that was successful. Because you're worth it. Oh, that sounds like um something like Maybelline. Uh, it's not Maybelline, is it? Because you're worth it. Oh, is it a coffee? Maybelline was maybe it's makeup, maybe yeah. it's Maybelline. Yeah, I this didn't put is, that one in there because it was in there. Is it coffee? Because you're worth it. I'm not going to tell you. You have to guess. Well, I'm asking for a category. The company. I'm not going to give you the general category. Although I will say you were on the right track. <laughs> so then you did give it to me. Mm. Uh, Sandy's guessing uh, CoverGirl. No. I feel like this is a uh, female targeted slogan. L'Oreal. Yep, it's L'Oreal. L'Oreal, so Pinky, Pinky, yep. or no, uh, somebody. Pauline it. had Pauline. it. Pauline's always on yeah. the yeah. Mm hmm. You got it. Congratulations, Pauline. We'll give you a, a score. Um, okay. Ideas for life. Oh, I know that one. Ideas for life. <sighs> Have you been paying attention to your advertisements? God, this is such a good one. I don't know ideas. I know it, but I don't know it. Pauline guess GE. That's close. Is it LG? Nope. Ideas Samsung? for life. Nope. We're getting close. Hmm. I don't know. It is an electronics company. They do a lot internationally. You might have a typewriter or a printer I'm trying to think what else they have uh they have all kinds of electronics hp no. no phillips is close starts with a p ends with an onic <laughs> i think we know it anybody get it, it? no nope. clue obvious enough panasonic <laughs> yeah Panasonic. there you go yeah um Next. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? Uh, what's the worst that could happen? Is that in a TV ad? What's the worst that could happen? It's a beverage. I'll tell you that. Oh. So it's like a snarky, snarky soda, I bet. Um, Dr. Pepper? It is Dr. Pepper. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay. Um, I'll give it credit. Um, impossible is nothing. I don't know. Impossible is nothing. Don't give up so easy, Kim. Impossible is know. nothing. I don't know. Never Let's heard see. that one before. No clue. Let's see if somebody in the chat has it. Impossible is nothing. No idea. I've never heard that one before. It's Would... funny because these are big name companies, big name products. It is Adidas. Oh, or okay. Adidas if you're in Germany. Nice. Um, where will where will tomorrow take you? Where will tomorrow take you? Is that like an airline maybe? Tomorrow. Where will tomorrow take you? I don't know it. No, you were close. You were on the right track. Where track? will tomorrow take you? Am Amtrak? No. No. Where will tomorrow take you? Oh, is it a car? No. 
Mm, people are guessing General Motors, Toyota. Might have to just give this one to you. This is Emirates. Emirates. Okay. John mm -hmm. was guessing Ed's Coffins. No. Okay. Um, you can do it. We can help. The Home Depot. Very good. I uh -huh. was thinking out of context that might be difficult, right? It was for a second. Yeah. Buy it, sell it, love it. Buy it, sell it, love it. eBay? Yep. Yay. Okay. Uh, Mama Tea Three Boy says, apparently, I don't watch enough commercials. <laughs> okay. Um, be a good capitalist. Consumer, be a good consumer. Um, you'll love the way we fly. United? No, no you'll not uh, love the way that United flies. And it's not Alaska. Uh, you'll love the way, you'll we fly. love the way we fly. Is it Virgin? Nope. It's a major airline. American? One of the biggest, one of the biggest in the world. Uh, Lufthansa? <sighs> British Airways? It's an American airline. It's one of the, it's not American, but it's an American airline. Spirit? Dieter's got it. Delta. Okay. Delta. Good to the last drop. Folgers? Nope. Maxwell House? Yes. I'll give it a One of those. One of those. Okay. Come hungry. Leave happy. I don't think I've ever heard this. I hop. Wow. Is that in mm -hmm. commercials? I don't think yeah. I've ever, mm -hmm. never Come hungry, leave happy. They actually I think say that? I kind of have a an, a little bit of an edge because I've had to read a lot of these spots on the air a lot of times. Oh. So, so they do say it. They say it. They do say it. That's so mm -hmm. weird. I've never, yep. like, I've never, uh, I don't, like, that's never registered with me. Okay. Yeah. Um, nothing says lovin' like something from the oven. Is it this Pillsbury? Is, yeah, that one's easy. Yeah. The sweet you can eat between meals. The sweet you can eat between meals. I guess it's a candy bar. Mm-hmm. Sweet you can eat between meals. Huh. I've never heard that before. Hmm. Uh, Walter's guessing Jello. <laughs> no, it is not Jello. No. Not Jello pudding pops. <laughs> You want me to tell you the answer? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it. It's not Milky sucker. Way. Oh, yeah. I don't like Milky Way. Milky Way is like, it's like you started to work on a Snickers bar and you gave up. No. That's my opinion. I like a Milky Way. Nah, gross. Not worth the calories. Mm -hmm. um, why try harder? I don't know. It's kind of a funny one. Why try harder? Huh. Square agrees with me. Thank you. Deidre agrees with me. Nasty. They're nasty. Gordon says, give people in the chat more time to answer. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Hmm. Um, so I'm giving you more time. Oh, Square has it. Avis. Nice. Avis. Uh, taste the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Give people in the chat more time, John. Okay. <laughs> I have my guess, but I'll give people in the chat more time. Let's see. Taste the rainbow. This might be so easy that I have to do another one. Well, I'm looking for an answer, but I don't see any answers. I think I know it. Go ahead. 
Skittles. Yeah, you got it. And the moment I said that, <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs> Skittles. <laughs> uh, William got it. Or, uh, oh, Pauline. nicely Pauline. done. Oh, Pauline got it. Pauline is on fire. And I'll, and I'll throw down a second one. Good things come to those who wait. My parents. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh good things come to those who wait. Well we'll let we'll let uh we'll wait for the chat. Yeah, I can almost hear when I hear that, I can hear the deep voice saying it. Good things come to those who wait. I no, it's not registering with yeah. me. Okay, have we waited long enough? I think so. Yep. It's uh you wanna answer? You wanna take yep. crack, take a crack? Um no, I don't know. Oh, it's Guinness. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense because you have to wait for it to to settle. Yeah. Yep. Just to give me truth on it. Yep. I used to serve Guinness. I should have gotten that. There you mm. go. Okay. Um this one's easy, or may not be easy. It's simple. Okay, it's the slogan is perfect. Perfect. I don't know. I don't know. It looks like some people are in delay, so you fast forward your video to the uh, to live. Mm, perfect, huh? Yeah, perfect. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I'll give a few more seconds. Is it a is it is it an edible thing? Yes. Okay. Hmm. It is a candy. Oh, a candy. Mm -hmm. It's not Snickers, is it? Is it's it... a perfect candy. Oh. Is it uh, Hershey's Kisses? Nope. Oh. All right. I don't know. So the, 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 the problem is if we wait too long, then there's this less like... Yeah. What is it? It is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, okay. That's cool. Perfect. Uh, I have somewhere around here. I have the promotional. That was easy. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just a matter of figuring out which one it is. I think it's Staples. Yep, that's right. There you go. Uh, two second rule. So I have to ask you. I get to ask you another one. Um, the what can Brown do for you? Um, are you talking to me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Brown can do a lot of things for you. Uh, I should not, I should recuse myself because I worked for this company. Oh, okay. All uh, right. John Watson. Yeah, that's John right. Watson got at EBS. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we, we used to joke about it. All my friends that are like, um, brown. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is my last one. Leave the driving to us. Leave the driving to us. Someone's going to get this one. Spelling's it, a little off. Is but it Amtrak? We'll, spelling's a little off, but we'll give Greyhound. it Greyhound. SF Tesla. Yeah. Grey Hunt. <laughs> she means Greyhound, right? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do rapid round because these are so easy. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm loving out. it. I'm, out. I'm loving it. Oh, we already did that. McDonald's. Okay. Finger looking good. KFC. 
Mm, just do it. Nike. Eat fresh. Subway. Mm, they're great. We already did that. Oh, did Lots we? Like a good neighbor, blank is there. State Farm. Every kiss begins with. Okay. Are you in good hands? Allstate. Zoom, zoom. Mazda. That's good. Okay. <laughs> uh, silly rabbit. Blank is for kids. Tricks. Mm, they're magically delicious. Um, uh, 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 the charm, lucky charms. Uh, yes. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head fever so you can rest medicine. Uh, uh, I have it in my mind. Uh, it's the blue goop. Sometimes it's a, different <laughs> it's a blue goop. <laughs> Nyquil. Nyquil. Uh, right, and yeah. lastly, the great American chocolate bar. The Great American Chocolate Bar? Yeah. Is it Hershey's? It is. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. That was it. Do you want to do entertainment news? Yeah, let's do some entertainment news. Uh, that was a fun one. I liked it. Okay, so let's um, talk about this little kitty kitty on the runway. JD you are a good, good capitalist. capitalist. Yes. Paying attention. Claudia Schiffer brings Cat Chip to Argyle London premiere. Chip is a positively precious red carpet uh accessory in addition to being a working animal actor on argyle did you have a photo of this one mm, i think i mm. will yeah okay of this cat um supermodel claudia schiffer and her fur baby chip the scottish fold cat went to the argyle london premiere together chip wasn't just there to serve as a positively precious red carpet accessory <laughs> the self-described nepo kitty is also an actor in argyle oh that's funny he's the cat that we prominently see in the space capsule backpack in the spy action comedies uh, fl uh, flicks trailer, who eventually ends up being catapulted into the air after the owner, uh, Ellie Conway, uh, played by Bryce Dallas Howard, lands on a face in there. Cute. A tarpaulin. What's a tarpaulin? Is that like a trampoline? Mm. While on the run with uh, Sam Rockwell's character, Chip has been featured all over Argyle's promotional signage and uh, luring in audiences. Captivated by his cuteness and perhaps an even bigger than expected role in the uh, film. A tarpaulin and... is, or a tarp, oh, is a, a tarp. large sheet of strong, flexible, water-resistant. Yeah. Oh, so tarp is short for tarpaulin. I just yes. learned something. Look at you. Look at us at the After Party Live, learning things. Yeah. So, yeah that's that's uh, that's your kitty kitty from uh, our How house. can it breathe in there? There's vents. Uh, there must be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see little holes down below. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, PETA Funny. would be all over them. Um. Okay. So here's a story. It's kind of one of these Hollywood back and forth, you know, stories. David Lee Roth. Remember, he was in and out with Van Halen for a long time as lead singer, and he had this kind of ongoing feud with Eddie Van Halen. Okay. Eddie Van Halen has passed away, right? Right. And so the feud has now passed. Oh, it's continuing? It continues now with Wolfgang Van Halen, who is uh, the former Van Halen's uh, bandmate's son. Wolfgang Van Halen is being called a fool by David Lee Roth and a Nepo baby. Well, David Lee Roth has had three stints as the lead singer in Van Halen, and now he's got this thing going with the son of his late former bandmate. They don't play together anymore. So why David Lee Roth would wait until now to come out with this? But he says, um, 
he makes this video called This Crazy Kid. And it's all about Wolfgang Van Halen. I, I almost want it's hard for me to say it, Wolfgang um, Van Mozart. No, Wolfgang yeah. Van Halen. So he calls this kid a fool. Uh, calls him Jesus Christ. He says he benefits from his dad's godlike status in the rock world. Uh, he said, Wolfgang Somebody responds. Sounds he says, bro, I want people to know I got this job because of my talent. I would have this job anyway, even if my dad wasn't God. I just want people to know I got this job because of my talent. But uh, David Lee Roth says that while they were on tour together, they didn't, I guess Wolfgang didn't like him or wanted certain rules to be followed. And there was this lady twice that showed up on the side stage and he had her kicked out because he thought that she was the girlfriend of David Lee Roth. But she, turns out David Lee Roth said she wasn't my girlfriend. She's the accountant. And she had the paychecks for all 82 people that were working the show to give them after the show. And you kicked her out twice. So Mama. they go back and forth. Yeah. He uh, apparently... Roth accused Wolfgang of of claiming that he wanted David Lee Roth to pay more attention to him. So they have a big beef going on, and I had no idea. Wow. Sounds like it's time to uh, go your separate ways. I think so. Party yeah. over. Wow. No. Party over. That's no, right. Not, is it? It's oh, the end of the after party, but we man. have people to thank. Yeah, I do want to thank contributor Janet R. So, so much for being so generous with us. Pamela Kay, thank you for your generosity as well. Chandra C., your kindness, amazing. Thank you guys so much for helping us support the show and keep doing this thing every day. We appreciate you. Cindy for $5. Thank you, Cindy. Yay. And then Deborah for $5. Thank you. Uh, you guys are keeping Thanks, the show going. Guys. We are a small, little budget show. Little budget, little budget. We are small, but we are mighty. And we'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it's Friday. We've got a lot of great stories coming up. And we will see you then. Have a really, really good afternoon, everybody. And you too, John Daly. Out of time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.